everybody. It's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I think I've used that one before, honestly. You have. Yeah, this is many times. Yeah, I'm already it's getting, getting nostalgic. Old. It's getting old. Uh, no. I was going to say, you've probably used it more than once. Yeah, probably. I, I really like Fred Rogers, though. I think Fred McFeely Rogers is the closest thing to divinity that the Earth has ever had. Did you real, guys ever see name? there was a, a yes, prank show where they name. actually tried to... Uh, they were putting celebrities into this tiny little broom closet they made look like a hotel room and waiting for them to complain, see how outraged they got. And one of the people was Mr. Rogers, and... He never said a word. He was like, no, this is perfectly fine. And they went back to him and they're like, we're sorry. This was a part of a prank. We have your room. He's like, no, it's fine. I'm perfectly happy here. (laughs) He wouldn't even leave the room closet. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. That's the did not deserve. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. What a Chad. I don't care what you say. That is the soul of a Chad right there. So Trevor, you're saying this is the celebrity death that hit you hardest. (laughs) Uh, I would between. So I, I, I didn't really appreciate Fred Rogers until I was much older because no one does. Honestly, no one does. Like when you're a kid, no one does. When you're a kid, you're a sociopath. (laughs) I think the celebrity death, and I think I probably said something about it on the show before the celebrity death that hit me the hardest was Leonard Nimoy. Like, absolutely. I was working, I was at a job site. So I was at a client site and I heard about it or rather I read about it probably on Reddit or something. And I found an empty office and I went and cried for a couple of minutes. Mm. That's sad. I yeah. remember when I was a wee lad, uh, this uh, celebrity death is still the one that hit me the most to this day because I was ch- a child and I really loved the television show was Steve Irwin. Yeah. I remember when Steve Irwin died. I was super died. sad. I was, I was super bummed about it because they're like, yo, you know heart. the crocodile hunter that you love to watch? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, dude's dead. And I'm like, oh, sting. I I remember when he died, a buddy of mine called me. Did you hear Steve Irwin died? I said, please tell me it wasn't by a crocodile. And no, it was a stingray. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's Have you seen his son? That's ever gotten kid by, killed by a stingray. His son is like a, the spitting image of him. He's like, the just, he's just Steve Irwin number two. His Wait son and daughter get are great older too. and see They're if he just develops awesome. like quadruple size thighs like Steve yeah, Irwin right. also had. What celebrity is that, death? Is that an Australian What's celebrity thing? death? I don't know if it was or it was specifically just Steve Irwin, but the dude had massive quads. It was insane. I've got, I've got pretty good big quads. You don't Why have Steve, Steve Irwin? Irwin quads. You will never have Steve Irwin quads. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I think, enough. I think the celebrity I mean, that got be, me the most. Oh, God. Go ahead, question. I was going to say, I'd be willing to bet his quads really aren't that impressive right now, Jake. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think I think that there's two. One of them I don't know if it counts because I'm I, we're talking like really big celebrity. I know I remember when when uh, when Chester from Lincoln Park died, which wasn't actually that long ago. It was probably only five or like, six or seven years ago. Nah, it's probably closer to like three or four. Honestly, think right? so. Yeah, I think. Uh, let's look. That I remember. Well, I list, I have like every single Linkin Park album. Like I, I was like a diehard Linkin Park fan. So I remember and it was, I was older and I heard about that and I was like, I mean, yeah, it, it was, was actually within the last five, years. Yeah, it was five, five years. years ago. Yeah. I remember I was like, Oh man, that's, this is like, this is crazy. Cause I actually, my uncle's best friend was private security for Linkin Park. So he used to tour around with them and we got to go see them in a bunch of different places. It was really cool. It was cool as fuck. Yeah. It was awesome. And, and, uh, 
And uh, I remember being like, whoa, that and then Robin Williams, because I obviously could stand up and I watched him all growing up and all that stuff. When I when I heard oh, about yeah. Robin Williams, I was like, if he can't make it, none of us can. <laughs> I, I, every now and again, every mm-hmm. now and again, the Robin Williams stand up bit about like the committee presenting the human body to God. Yeah, just will jump into my head. It's like we come <laughs> up with this new system. We call it coming and going. <laughs> yeah yeah that was yeah, a big one. it's even more sad when you realize you know on top of like he had been dealing with depression and stuff for a long time he had recently gotten a diagnosis for Lewy body dementia and that's like a really bad way to go so yeah well and like a lot of people are saying he didn't even realize what he was doing he had just like no idea I mean, he had an idea, like, you know, that was obviously nobody can say for, uh, for sure, but I know that's like, nobody can say for sure, but it, could you imagine if it was like, he, he just had no idea and then now he's gone and it's like, oh, I remember just being like, dang, this sucks. I'm sad. I will say the celebrity death that made me the saddest was Stanley. And you know, it was coming because mm-hmm. him and his wife had been together 50 years and they, if a couple's been together 50 years, they almost always die within two years of each other. And his wife yeah. passed about, I think like 18 months before that. And I remember like, and it was like, I knew it was coming and it still, it hit me. It's like, Oh man. Yeah. I really regret not seeing Stanley at a convention at, um, I think it was wizard con back in, 2014 he he did a did a panel and i really regret not going that was pretty shortly before he his health really declined yeah he was to me he was just really such an inspirational guy he he always took time to talk to people and things like that i just thought he was really cool i will say the celebrity death that made me laugh the most was david carradine i fucking cracked my ass up over that (laughs) when someone told me i couldn't stop laughing (laughs) wait I'm confused. He had a real come to Jesus meeting. Yeah, he did. (laughs) In a matter of speaking, he came as he went. (laughs) Strangling himself while jerking off? Yep. Is that how he came? Oh, that's how officially that that is on the auto-erotic asphyxiation. Do you remember when his family tried to blame some rival kung fu something or other? (laughs) What? It was Steven Seagal, guys. <laughs> well, he, he's in the Ukraine right now. We can't we can't extradite him for his crimes. Hey, I just edited Steven that Skull episode. Kill David Carrigan or whatever his name is. <laughs> we need now, to bring Steven Skull over there. Justice. Is Seagal over there leading the Russians in retreat? What's he doing? <laughs> who who yeah, can say? I would imagine. Hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember we talked about this not too long ago. But he's yeah. over there on the Russian effort. I yeah, haven't I heard anything about it since yeah. they were just like, and say so he just showed up on TV. Like they're fighting a war over there. The motherfucking Steven Seagal shows up on Russian television. Like good effort boys. Like, what are you doing outside of Louisiana? You want to know what the best Steven Seagal movie is? None Under siege Two. He dies in the first seven minutes. There you go. I'll watch it. All right. It's sucked out of a plane. <laughs> Love nice. to see it happen. Yeah, they're like, we got Steven Seagal to do the sequel. Barely. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I think the celebrity death that's going to hit me hardest when it finally happens, not trying to curse or jinx the universe or anything. So if it does happen shortly around the time that this recording comes out, my bad, uh, Ian McKellen, because that's going to oh. make me really sad. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll be really tough. I was thinking the other day about it, how, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of actors that were really big when I was a kid uh, or were very informative of the way that I like view 
art and and various genres and stuff are are getting up there in age. Like, I mean, Patrick Stewart, yeah, William Shatner, the entire you know original series Star Trek bridge crew. Because I mean, we lost Nichelle Nichols just a few weeks ago. William Shatner's old as fuck too. Shatner's yeah. hella old, right? Uh yeah. Have I mean, you, have you jacked him recently? None of those guys young. Chick, the Shat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you jack a shot. Perfect, perfect. I caught it after a second. I was just like the shot, jacking the shot. I don't remember, the and then I was like, "Oh yeah, jacking the shot." Yeah, chat. that's 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 the episode that's releasing this week. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone jacking a shot all the time. Everyone's jacking the shot. The one that's going to hit me <laughs> the hardest is when Tom Hanks dies. I remember when he had the oh, COVID. Man, don't scare. even talk like when that. When he had the COVID scare, I was like, no. It's getting old too. I I remember I saw him in Captain Phillips and I was like, damn, Tom. Yeah. Getting you're getting old and wrinkly. Yep. Yeah, my parents love Tom Hanks. I watched Tom 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 Hanks movies when I was a kid. And I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, have you guys seen Joe in the volcano? And they're like, what are you? (laughs) Like my eight-year-old friends are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Have you guys seen Money Pit? It's like, no, shut up. I think Money Pit is like a top 10 movie for Sarah. She loves that shit. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, but it reminds us of the house that we currently live in. <laughs> a money pit? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'm like a psychopath or like if this says anything about me, but I've never felt a strong emotional connection to a like a celebrity or anything. Like, it's because you're a robot. That's why. Well, that, that could be it. <laughs> like birds can't form personal connections, yeah. Micah. We've gone over this. True. We like, told you that was not true. About, like, how... Going to see Linkin Park, I thought about like yeah. Charlie Watts, who died this past year, and uh, like the Rolling Stones is one of two concerts I've ever gone to. And it's You've like, only been to two concerts? Yeah, like, number one was and Bob Dylan. I've been to zero, by yeah. the way. What? First, what? One was Bob, first one was Bob Dylan. It sucked. Number two was <laughs> the Rolling Stones. It fucking oh rocked. God. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I'm, God, I've been going to concerts. I mean, I lived but, across uh, the street from an entire amphitheater. Yeah. I missed I want- out. Weird Al's coming to Houston in, in, a, uh, in a few weeks, and I missed out on tickets. Two oh. bands that I have to see before the lead singers kick it and it's no longer worth seeing them, is Red Hot Chili Peppers before Anthony Kiedis inevitably kills himself somehow. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're so bad. Fuck, I just talked to somebody at work this week that's like, I went to Red Hot Chili Peppers show this weekend and fucking rocked. Really? Like, talked to him today about it. He's like, oh, it was so oh, great. Shit. I loved it. Oh, huh. I saw I, I want to see them, yeah. and I want to see Rush very badly. Oh, my God. I would. Because, yeah, I, mean, no, like, I saw Bush, we've already Rush. lost. We've already lost Neil Peart, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Getty Lee is worth it, but mm-hmm. I would have I loved love Getty to Lee. go see them. Oh, man, I missed out on that concert, too. I didn't know that they were coming to Baton Rouge. And then uh, Sarah told Damn. me like the day before, hell yeah, Rush is coming. Like, why you didn't tell me? And my boss is like, oh, yeah, Rush came. They were great because he was a massive Rush fan. I didn't even mm-hmm. know until after the concert. I had a, a buddy of mine tell me that they saw Rush. Um, oh, fuck. What is it in Detroit? Uh, Anyway, like Fox Theater, I think. And uh, they had the they they went through their entire discography over the course of the like concert, not like every song, but mm-hmm. album by album. And they started off with the stage, like fully kitted, fully set up with like all the sick new gear and everything. And as they went backwards, they started with the newest album. And as they went backwards, they slowly started taking off more and more and more gear off of the stage until they got all the way back to their like original, like early 70s album. And it was just like the original shit that they had, like low setup, low gear just mic the fuck up it was apparently an amazing show 
Uh, Palladia. There, there was a channel called Palladia. I don't know if it's a, still a channel, but they did lots of music stuff. Uh, this probably been 10 years ago. And uh, they used to play a live Rush concert probably two or three times a week. And I used to watch it fairly often because the place that I worked had Palladia running all the time because it was like a high-end AV store. And it was, I don't even remember what concert it was. Uh, they were up there and like, they had like washing machines behind them going the whole time. It was, it was, it was nuts. I have to try to find that somewhere. It's there, I mean, if it was on that show or on that channel, it's gotta be like recorded and I can buy a copy of it or something. I, I, I lie. I've been to more than I've been to a couple of concerts. I went to a Michael Buble concert. Hell that yeah. I won tickets that? To. Okay. And I did, um, video games live which was actually really cool. Some, I think my mother-in-law bought me tickets to that. And I went and saw Video Games Live uh, several years ago. And that, that was actually really, really neat. One of my favorite YouTubers played in Video Games Live a couple of years ago. I listened to this YouTuber called Adam Neely, who is like a uh, music theory and bass player from, I think he's from Berkeley School of Music. And he played live at uh, that event, I believe, and has a VOD for it. Dude's insanely talented. Bass. Base. Yeah, I've been, I've been, the first concert I ever went to, first concert I ever went to was Metallica. That was the first concert I ever, ooh, which was ooh. awesome. It was such, Damn. it was the Death Magnetic album and it was just so good. And ever since Damn. then I was like, yeah, it was awesome. And I was in, I was in sixth grade and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was fucking rocking out. And, uh, and then in the contact then, high from the crowd. Oh, uh, well then the second concert I ever saw was Snoop Dogg. And I was like, well, this is what <laughs> concerts are. <laughs> and, Not uh, bad. but it was funny. Cause that's so why I literally lived across the street, like two lights. And then across the street, they bulldozed it now, but it was a, it was called the Verizon wireless amphitheater. It was this huge amphitheater. And then behind the amphitheater was just a giant hill. And so everyone would just go sit on the hill and watch concerts for free so literally every friday night from the age from like seventh grade until junior year of high school i would just go see whatever concert was at that was there and then i just i've seen like a million concerts i've seen the weirdest concerts but yeah that sounds like a california problem that i'm way too midwestern to understand (laughs) hey no 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 we have our own problem out here which is just like the plethora of underground goth rock shows that are happening every weekend all yeah. the time trust me i've been to a lot of them they're not good <laughs> like they're really not take my word for them stay far away been to a lot of them sat a lot of those i've seen like two i've seen like two bands i saw like one all-female band at uh fuck what's that place called in pontiac uh silverdome no N- no that got torn sorry that, see i haven't been there in years no, I once um, saw Monster Truck, Monster Jam there when I was like seven. No, it, there's a there's a is large venue. The, uh, is it near the Chrysler factory? I I don't remember where the fuck it is. It's uh, I know it's famous because Black Sabbath played there a handful of times on the center stage. I saw like an all female punk lead band, um, in Pontiac one time. That was actually pretty sick. Hmm. I really enjoyed listening to that show. And then I had to listen to the other people go on afterwards. And I was, that I watched the room clear out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, uh, I did go to a buddy's, uh, metal show. He's got a, he's got a band and I went to it. And during the intermission they had, um, see, it's a derogatory term. I don't want to say it, but they had little person wrestling, oh. uh, between the, between the, the gigs. It was, yeah. uh, interesting. I went In this, to a this tiny a, little bar. <laughs> Avalon Rock Club. I did one of. I went to an event like that 
uh, several years ago at 21 Monroe in Grand Rapids, like two weeks after that venue opened. They had on the marquee, out on the street, just right above this massive building, midget wrestling. Oh just God. ready to go. Like, that's <laughs> how they branded it. And me and my oh, buddy no, Conrad yeah. went. And uh, we went in there. And then, sure enough, it was packed to the fucking brim. They Always. had the center of the room like cleared <laughs> out, so they had their their the ring in there. Like the mezzanines were full. Every it was standing room only. We're inside the this event watching people, and they're all themed as fuck <laughs> and based as fuck coming down there. And then it turns half midget wrestling, half drug PSA, half oh the, some guy <laughs> named Tiny Tim throwing some dude around that is also his size. I am not making this up. Oh and then God. half also him grabbing the microphone in between rounds and being like, my best friend died from heroin. Don't do drugs. <laughs> so wow, there was a lot of that. There was uh, 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 an Irish little person that came out oh, in God. a leprechaun costume. <laughs> to no. fight a African-American midget named Midget King. They were throwing oh, each other no. off of the ropes. This is not going to make it in. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't you make this happen. <laughs> yeah, this is just real. Yes. Oh, my God. I, 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 say, I, I, I would I go say, watch that any day of the week. Yeah, I, right? It was a great event. I was enjoying myself. We were having it sober as we were too young to drink. And they were selling alcohol at this event. And we had to leave after like the second fight because some girl behind us got groped, I'm pretty sure. And oh, she geez. whipped the fuck around and smacked the dude that did it. And beer went fucking everywhere, <sighs> including yeah, on us. Her. And she apologized. And we're like, no, do you. But we also yep. smell like alcohol and we're underage. So we got to go home now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> this, this story is not, nothing like that story. But for what has to get cut, I'll fill it in. Um, the coolest concert, <laughs> the coolest concert I ever went to. Um, I, God, I was young. I was very young. I don't even know how old I was at, o- over sixth grade. But uh, my buddy was like, hey, my, but my friend, my neighbor is playing this garage show. And I was like, okay, like uh, whatever, like, that's fine. So we go and there's like, it's like a, like the garage door and they like painted it black. And then like, you could hear the music from inside the garage. And then everybody was like, oh, it must be starting. And then they played like half a song with the garage door shut, which was weird. And then the garage there's like maybe 13 people standing on this driveway in the middle of Huntington beach. And we're just like, okay. And then the garage door opened and then they played like 10 songs. And I have no idea. I had no clue. I was like, they're pretty good. Like they played really fast guitar and their drums were really good. And I was like, great. And then like a couple of years later, I was like, I know this song on the radio. It was Avenged Sevenfold. And it's just oh the because they were. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh wild. God, really? oh, from... great. I love Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> yeah, they Jesus. were from Huntington Beach. I had no clue. And I was like, this sounds like better. I, like, I remember hearing a shitty version of this. Like, just <laughs> <somehow>. <laughs> And it was, uh, yeah, I went to a garage Avenged Sevenfold concert and it was just the coolest thing in the world. So was, oh, the, garage, yeah, was so the garage cool. closed bit like a stylistic choice or like, yes. what, what oh, were they 100%. doing? I just want to believe it that like, somebody like Van Denver's mob was coming home. It was like <laughs> trying to open the garage while they were yeah, opening right? the garage. Yeah. I, it was funny too because I, I felt bad because I think they were anticipating like, because they like promoted it. There was like flyers all this shit and then it was like they're playing and then it opens and they're like playing and then there's like 13 people just there's just no 13, one there 13 year olds good afternoon san diego here is whatever the fuck a, their name yeah, is yeah i don't even yeah and um 
Yeah, it was just like I can imagine they were just like, ah, god damn it. And then they played that's what they played like 10 songs or whatever. And then they and then they shut the garage again. I've been to many shows just <laughs> like that. Yep. Yeah. Except worse. Where there's like 15 <laughs> people in a rank basement that you don't know or some like weird abandoned building in like Hamtramck or other parts of Detroit. Where they're just like, yeah, we're going to be doing some like avant-garde metal music and other weird shit here. Do you want to <laughs> buy a pennant full and of somebody band's else's name, blood? Dream Theater. <laughs> no, I saw Chris Cornell um, also in Grand Rapids at a different, uh, I think it was, uh, I don't remember the venue, not 21 Monroe because it wasn't built yet, but that was legitimately one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. It was like four and a half fucking hours long of just Chris Cornell and some That's dude awesome. on a viola slash guitar slash piano in between songs. Hell yeah. Ah, the viola piano. I, yeah. Wonderful. I have no idea who it was. Like, he was just like, Chris Cornell came out. There's a big ass rug with a bunch of different instruments and shit on it and a piano. And he just like walks out, sits on a stool and he was like, this is my guy. And I don't remember what his name was. And it was just some long haired fuck that looks like me. <laughs> just playing every other instrument while he did his shit. It was wonderful. Well, you guys sure did your shit last week. Lots of RP shit. After getting your shit kicked in. You're saying yeah, shit a lot. Did. I am yeah, saying shit did. a lot. Our shit was kicked in. Yeah, it absolutely it. was. Uh, Christian, yeah. can we have a status on our shit? Yeah. We, we ended last week with Hattie having an affair with the mayor, right? So, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's kind of like playing Stardew, and you find like Lewis's pants That's and Marnie's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does she want so much mayonnaise? That's what I need to know. Actually, I don't. Don't don't tell me. <laughs> she needs the mayor's mayonnaise. I don't. Oh god. Fu- oh, mayonnaise. <laughs> Somebody answer me why that other bitch eats amethyst. You can't eat amethyst, but she'll Abigail. She takes them all day. Purple haired weirdo. Give that bitch an Haley, bitch Why do amethyst. you need the carp? You don't even like the carp. <laughs> last week you guys went into yet another room full of books lining all the walls there was a little diorama again in the center of the room that looked like the ruined city of Absalom it was a carved statue of Belcora against the wall started combat launched a bunch of sp- spears splinter doohickeys at you guys impaled every one of you got solace real bad Took down what thir- almost 40, 40 hit points in that it first forty five. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Was then good comes hit. up, smacks Solus, smacks a billion. Oh, he smacks Solus and then threw another uh splinter at Yosef. I forget. That is not there correct was a lot whatsoever. Going on. I'm so sorry. No, it grabbed Solus. Oh, no, it, it, no, it, it did not grab Billiam. No, no, no it it See, nobody Billiam? can remember what's happening. <laughs> it was that pretty, crazy. I'm pretty it sure it grabbed me. the last person that was in that room. It grabbed, suffice it it grabbed me and I broke through and ran. Yep. Suffice it to say, there was panic ensuing oh, yeah. because you were not prepared for that fight. You head your way back to town as Mordrin scouts ahead, talks to Vandy, finds out nothing's amiss, kind of spills the beans on Toven. In a roundabout way, Vandy thinks something up, wants to talk to Solus. Solus goes and does a fantastic job of not betraying the truth of the matter while still not catching himself in a lie. Yosef goes looking for Brelda at the Rockfish. She cannot, he cannot find Brelda at the Rockfish. Billiam goes home, makes sweet, sweet love to Yvette. 
Hopefully. And uh, as far as he knows. He would know the difference. Yeah. Yosef heads up to Osef's house. Yo, oh. Yeah, have fun with What's this. What's up? Makes his way up there, finds out Osef is indisposed, has been all day. Turns to leave, sees Hattie's raven on a fence post. And with that, we return to Otari. Same place, almost exactly, but not quite the same time. We're going to turn back the clock a few years. Not a lot, just a bit. Two figures make their way up the winding gravel path to a manor house overlooking the town. Please, ma'am, we gotta hurry. It's real important. What use am I with a broken neck? They can wait another few minutes if it means we make it there safely. I'm not sure these old bones could take a tumble. Her young companion stammered, his voice cracking. But, but, Miss Menemis, and the child, and, and, ah, you, you say it's been two whole days since her waters broke? If that child was alive when we reached the foot of this hill, it will be when we reach the top. Nonetheless, she quickened her pace, betraying the concern that was slowly growing at the back of her mind. As they reached the gate, the cries of a woman could clearly be heard over the rumble of the giant's wheel. A halfling woman wearing the robes of a Serenite acolyte rushed out to meet them. Well, it certainly took you long enough. Who did you find to help? Well, Marlebent told me to go up the Roseguard Road till it turned west in the wood and keep running till I couldn't go no more. And I'd find someone who could help. So I did. Here she is. The lanky teen smiled ear to ear, obviously pleased with himself. Mr. Stecken said to find someone to help, so I did. I, I, I did good, I think. She knows a lot of stuff. She told me things I don't really understand, and that don't mean much, but she thinks she can help. The older woman extended a wan, liver-spotted hand to the halfling woman. Fetishes and trinkets dangling from a half a dozen bangles rang like a tiny wind chime. Name's Hattie, just Hattie. Y'all went through a lot of trouble to me here just to make small talk. Now why don't you take me to her? Halfling acolyte paused for a moment. Turned to the young man standing there. Thank you, Dilly. That'll be all. You run on home. She then furrowed her brow and turned on her heel. Osef has her set up in his study. It's downstairs, so it'll be easier for her to get around. The pregnancy's been... difficult. She bounded up the three steps in front of the door and held it open for Hattie. Oh, I remember when I was a spry young thing like you. Never thought I would get old, you see, but the time, it plays tricks on us all. She raised her skirt just enough so that she wouldn't tread on it as she climbed the stairs. I didn't get your name. I've lived in these woods around Otara for longer than anyone cares to remember, and I've never seen you before. Oh, I forgot my manners. Name's Vandy. Vandy Banderdash. I'm here on temporary assignment while they find a new permanent priestess. She seemed to look through Hattie, across the town and at the Golden Dome of Dawnflower Library. It's a shame, though. I've grown quite to like the salt air of the sea and the aroma of old books. The cries seemed to get a bit more insistent, as if their originator knew her salvation was both at hand, but further away than she could imagine. A man in his late thirties, slightly balding, face creased with worry, opened a door at the end of the hallway and stepped out. The screams were obviously coming from the other side and he looked as if they were taking a toll on his very soul. 
Are you going to help her? Please hurry. She's so weak. I've never seen her like this. Three other children never did to her what this one is. It's all right, Yosef. She's here to help. You are here to help, aren't you, Hattie? For the first time she left her cottage, she removed the scarf wrapped around her head. Long salt and pepper hair cascaded down from a loosely fitted coif. Oh, in a matter speaking, perhaps. Let me see her before I make any grand proclamations. With that, Osif ushered Hattie and Vandy into the dimly lit room. A large desk had been pushed into the corner to make room for a large, sumptuous bed with a red velvet canopy tied back at all four corners. In the center was a writhing pregnant woman dressed in sweat, loosely held down by a pair of concerned-looking midwives. Hattie strode into the room. Her movements seemed to become quicker with every step she took, her posture a little less hunched, and in the dancing candlelight, her skin seemed to become more even. Pockmarks and sunspots melted away, and the woman who now stood at Tessa's bedside seemed a very different one from she who had shakily crept her way up the stairs just moments ago. As if on cue, triggered by the befuddlement of her host, Hattie spoke up, eyes fixed on the belly of the sobbing woman, her voice stronger than before. I've always had a flair for theatrics. The old woman facade tends to put people at ease. Tends to keep me safer when a stray bands it sees his dearly departed grandmother when he looks at me. You can't never be too careful. She looked down at Tessa, which I forgot to introduce earlier, so I'm going to have to edit that in. Trevor, this is your cue to edit that in. Sorry, sugar, this is going to hurt. And I ain't going to lie, it's going to be a lot. Hattie reached her hands out to Tessa's belly and touched it softly. A whole lot. Tessa couldn't imagine how much worse it could get. It felt like her hips were being pulled apart and yet nothing gave. Her first three had been easy, or at least she thinks they were. Nothing could compare to this. Surely if they were this bad, she wouldn't have had three more. She forgot the pain of the moment a bit as she imagined the pain of the past. But that thought was fleeting as she felt a sharp stab where the old woman had touched her. Hattie's hands glowed with a pale purple light a moment before she plunged them directly into Tessa's stomach who renewed her wailing with a newfound intensity. The assembled looked on in horrified fascination as they watched Hattie as she rummaged around Tessa's womb from the outside through her skin. Vandy was the first to snap out of the trance. Surely you can't let this continue. The rest stood in stunned silence. Well, if you won't do anything, I will. The acolyte reached into her robes for a scimitar and advanced on Hattie. The old woman glanced toward her and Vandy felt a wave of force push her backwards. Let me do my work. If she dies, she dies, but it will not be my, my hand. The father of the end watches all paths, including this one. But if you stop me now, there may be no saving her. Vandy, unable to move forward, but unwilling to step away, stared defiantly at Hattie, who drew her hands from the holes she had made in Tessa's side. Or what would have been holes? for there was no mark upon her. The child is foot side down. I'm sure either of you could have told us that, as she nodded towards the midwives. And probably have. What's more important is I couldn't turn it even with a little assistance. Figured that little trick would have worked. Concern replaced the confidence she had only a moment ago. I can do this, but you have to know things may not go as planned. 
She paused, choosing her words carefully. There may be complications, far-reaching ones. You may never know. And I will require... She fixed her gaze intently on Osef. Payment of some sort or another. It's either this or they both die, mother and child. Anything, anything, you can have anything you want, just save them. Are you sure you don't want to discuss? The ritual requires stakes, and Tessa began to scream louder. Damn it, woman, just do it. I don't care about the cost. Osef bellowed in a way these halls had never heard. Taken aback, Hattie took the command as law and turned back to Tessa, leaned towards her ear and softly whispered, Now this one, this one won't hurt a bit. What is it you dream of, young lady? All I want is this baby out of me. Hattie reached her hand to Tessa's sweat-slickened brow and placed her palm upon it. Well, let's see if we can make that dream come true. Yosef. Me. What do you do at this newfound realization that it must be Hattie right now with Osef? She did say that he owed her a favor of sorts. Hmm. Yosef, trying to get inside of my character's head, is conflicted because now he wants to go back in there and figure out what they're talking about because that could be exceptionally interesting, especially since he's been in there all day. A little strange. But I also really want to find out where the fuck Brelda is. She's a self-sufficient person, so... I think I might walk back up to the manor proper. And uh, his name was Stecken, right? The guy outside? Yeah, Stecken. Stecken. At least that's what I'm saying, because that's what I thought it was. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to like walk away after a conversation, glance up, see the, the, the large black bird it caused me. I'm going to turn around and walk back towards Stecken. And say, excuse me, um, just a quick, quick, uh, quick question about uh, uh, the, the Lord of the House's visitor, the mayor's visitor. Yes. It wouldn't happen to be a, 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 a older silver-haired woman with a charming southern accent. Lots of places have a south, boy. What, what do you mean by southern accent? Uh, is, I, I meant to say, was it the old woman from the woods? Because that's her familiar standing on top of the post. Now that you mention it, that description does sound familiar, sir. Hmm. I am concerned as to why she is here and what they've been talking about all day. Mostly because I just saw her recently and we had requested her help. She said she would do what she could and now she's here. Would you perhaps permit me inside to see if I could talk to both of them? I'm afraid I was given very strict orders to not disturb them. Hmm. Yes, very good. Well, then I guess I'll be going. Goodbye. And then I'll... Good evening, uh, Master Yosef. I'll, uh... I don't know what else to do with this information, except try to break into Osef's house and sneak in. Snake? And see what they're up to. Colonel. Snake, there are bombs there. Gee, thanks, bitch. (laughs) Uh, But I also kind of want to go, like, tell somebody, but I don't know. It's interesting, but not, like, emergency 
Like, Yosef would be more concerned about the fact that Brelda's oh not Oh, my God. Did you hear who Osef was talking to? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's really like other people are trying to go home and, and convalesce or fuck or whatever. So I'm trying to not get in the middle of that. Yosef, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to uh, the Crux Nook because that's probably still open this time of day. The Crux Nook never closes, baby. I don't know if that's true. Is now. Canon. You heard it here first, folks. Crux Nook the is Crux 24/7. Nook is open 24 yep. 7. It is a Galarian Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> you show up and it's a method at cooking your food very quickly. I remember I saw a TikTok recently that was like applying at Waffle House and it was some guy sitting on the other end of a booth. He was like, all right, do you smoke cigarettes? And the guy's like, no, he's like, well, you're going to have to. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go to Otari Waffle House and uh, all right, see if uh, Yin is in at the her little cramped office and just pop in well, and be like, hey, not dead. Hold on. First of all, your old buddy Phil's at the bar. Of course he is. Phil. As far as you know, that's where he lives. I feel like you should have taken the initiative to call him Norm earlier on. Right. Yeah. I think I named him after watching an episode of Somebody Feed Phil, honestly. Gotcha. Yeah. Hi, Joseph. It's been a couple of days. How, how are you doing, buddy? I'm alive, and so are you, evidently. Make sure you're Never drinking lots of water. Better. Drink, drink up, drink up, drink, and also water. I'm always drinking. I am aware, Phil. It's a problem. Do you have a family that probably wonders where you are? Go home. And I'm going to walk behind the bar. They're drinking too. We're getting more and more of Phil's backstory. One passing <laughs> conversation at a time. Right? Just a couple words sprinkled every so often. They're all alcoholics. Nice. That's probably half the town, honestly. Is it really a problem if they're all doing it together? Yeah, exactly. Nah. It's a family activity at that point. It's honestly bonding experience. Fond memories. Something you can say about drinking and not other activities. Go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I said anyway, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So you had your way back to the bar. Mm-hmm. And you see a bunch of mind flayers doing the dishes. Right, as they do, yes. <laughs> and, and with, with, with the tentacle nets over the face. The yeah. tentacle hair nets. Yeah. And uh, Yin's door is cracked. Um, there is light coming from in there. Not a whole lot. Maybe a couple candles worth. Uh, and you hear writing. Paper shuffling. You know, knock with the back Nothing of out hand. of the ordinary for an office. Yeah. Just give like a little rap with the back of my hand. I'm like, excuse me, Yin? Do you have a oh, moment? Yosef. I need to find a different voice for female characters. <laughs> I know. You sound like every other woman that I have talked to in the last week. Well, would you prefer I talk like this? <laughs> See, it's I, stupid. I would. Except you're peeking no, out your mic. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to talk like Mrs. Doubtfire is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yes. Why, hello, Yosef. <laughs> no. No, you would rather stay <laughs> stop it both of you Joseph what I'm glad to see you're still kicking it's been a few days 
Yes, um, had a rather unfortunate run of events. What with, oh, the thing with Tovin and Kamen Rajani. And then we ran for him and then went to the gauntlet. And Tovin has since passed in the, in the time in between that and now. And uh, passed, I almost got say. killed. Uh, yes. Yeah. How do you expect to continue down to the gauntlet without a, without a man of the cloth, so to speak, guiding your steps? Well, I'll tell you how. We replaced that man of the cloth with science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more mouths. <laughs> Micah, just let it out, buddy. You just, just like laugh into the microphone. <laughs> I saw you just like l- like like launch backwards. It's <laughs> really good. <laughs> Name that of the episode really Weird Science. That was really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> In this moment, I am euphoric. <laughs> Not because of some phony Desmond <laughs> blessing. <laughs> But because I am blessed by alchemy. (laughs) (laughs) With these, my formulae, I will build my church. (laughs) Oh, God. Ah, the alchemist, yes. The one that was setting up shop town. The one with the tummy mouth. (laughs) Yes, the one with the tummy mouth. He, um, I don't, I don't, before you ask, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, it's a shame. (laughs) You don't know? Neither does he. Oh, that's that seems unreasonable. He surely it must know. It is. It's annoying. Have you ever heard it burp? I've heard it make lots. It talks in his sleep. It talks in his sleep, not in its <laughs> sleep. That's what's perfect about it. No, like he he You're like as much goes to sleep. Hear, red rom, red rom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the 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 tummy mouth talks of its own volition at night. <laughs> he talks Nobody while he knows sleeps. The trouble I've seen. It sounds like a Tom Waits song. It's horrifying. Ah, well, is there anything that you need from me? Have you found the book? Uh, um, no. But interestingly enough, I. Was uh, there is a library level of the gauntlet uh, underneath on the third f- uh, floor beneath uh, that seems to be where Bercora kept all of her books and records. She seems to have people or had people, I should say, down there mending and repairing and keeping books with firefighting supplies to make sure that they could keep uh, fighters in control in an underground environment. But on top of that, I also happened to find a key. And he pulls out the key, defaced and all. And he's like, this key with Eridan's symbol on it that was scratched out. But this key also unlocked another room with more books and documents in it. But before we could really take any further look, um, a wooden statue of Belcora came off of the wall and almost impaled Solus. So we had to leave. I plan on going back into that room and trying to light the statue on fire somehow without lighting the books. It does seem exciting indeed. Um, exciting. Yes, that's a word for it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. Um, it hurts a lot. I'm still picking splinters out of my shoulder. Uh, regardless, I really came here to ask, you wouldn't happen to have seen Brelda, the owner of the rockfish, have you? I live in the lofts above her house and have for some time, and she's not there and the bar is closed, which is unusual. It's a speak time. Oh, I, I saw her 
walking towards Dawnflower a couple hours ago. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. That's actually very helpful. That's all I needed, really. And I guess if you did anything else besides the Whispering Reeds shit and the Gauntlet, let me know. Oh, I wanted to let you know. Corvus has returned to Absalom. He said he would return uh, in a fortnight's time at the latest. But uh, he wanted to, I guess, recover from his ordeal. I, I don't say that I blame him. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Uh, when did he leave? Uh, would have been early this morning, I believe. I did speak with him last night. He said he was leaving. But perhaps he has not left yet. You may be able to find him. Uh, last uh, I knew, he had been staying still at Magaloy's. So Yosef is a bit pensive and concerned, and it might show on his face, because really the only usable route out of Otari is to the north through that area where we believe those faceless stalkers have been coming from, right? You don't have to go through the Emin Wood to get there. No? Like okay, the, the Rose Way, the Rose Guard Way, or the Rose Guard Road, I can never remember exactly what it's called. I should look at the map. It goes north and then veers to the east before it hits the Emin Wood proper. You kind of skirt the Emin Wood if you're taking the road to Otari. Okay, good. All right, I don't feel too bad about it then. I wanted to make sure he was okay, but otherwise I think he'll be fine. Unless he's a stalker. Or he's a stalker. It's okay, he's mostly armless. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to head to the Dawnflower now and let somebody else talk. Is it morning time yet or is this still nighttime? No, it's still nighttime. Okay. This has all happened in like the 30 minutes since you guys got back into town. Okay. Yep. Bill is just plowing away, figuratively <laughs> and literally. <laughs> He's become a pipe fitter for the evening. Yep. He, Bill is indisposed, incapacitated. I am a <laughs> for the county. <laughs> he prefers Boilermaker. <laughs> all right, then. As Mordrin, what, what's he, what are you up to? Uh, what time is it again? I know it's pretty late. I'd say it's probably about eight o'clock, nine o'clock, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I have business to conduct, but everyone's going to be closed and asleep. So I will probably just do the same. I also think it's hilarious that as Morton showed up to town to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to open shop. Hey, I'm going to leave for three days. Fuck this shop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, he was only here like a day or two. So it's not like he got anywhere towards opening up a shop. True, very true, very true, very true. He's waiting on the permits. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they'll be through by the time uh, you're done with the, uh, the adventure. A lot <laughs> yeah, of weird seriously. red tape in Otari. <laughs> so yeah, much. right? A strong bureaucracy keeps corruption in check. Just saying. <laughs> Solas, you left the Dawnflower, and I imagine as you leave the Dawnflower, you likely see Yosef heading towards the Dawnflower. Sure. Um, I believe I went to check in at the Rowdy Rockfish, right? Right. Um, yeah. But I think you would pass each other by like two ships sure. in the night. Sure. And if you're on your way to the Rockfish, then you probably would have seen Yosef, and Yosef probably would have brought up the fact that there's nobody there. 
I think it'd be funnier if you were just like shit and pretended to not like go down another street like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like just put a hand up like uh, uh dealt uh, with this fucking rat all day work life balance <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I got with my work friends <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I'm gonna wave out uh. Uh, hey Yosef, hey. Uh good evening to you. How what do you it's what like are you doing this gump evening? on the pier? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will I will walk up or you know at a brisk pace and be like, hey Solus, uh, I was going to the Dawnflower to see if Vandy had seen Brelda, the Dawn the, the, the rockfish, it is closed. Like she is not there. The the everything is is put to uh, things that are left out. She's unlike her, and she's very neat and tidy. I, I have no idea where she is, and it's making me nervous. So I'm trying to ask people around town if they have seen her anywhere. Does that mean I do not have a place to sleep for tonight? I mean, no, I can still get you inside of the building. That's, All right. that's You can take this key if you want, and I'll give him the key off of my ring. I appreciate that. I, I, I suppose that was selfish of me to ask. Uh, do you have any idea where she would be, or why do you think that uh, Vandy Bandradesh would know of this? Wait, don't I sleep there too? <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have a home either. <laughs> uh, now, now that I think of it, I assume we all got keys if we're staying there. Where yeah, is I think Mordrin? you probably would. Yeah, I would assume we would just get a key. As Mordrin's just sitting outside, all my stuff's in there. His tummy mouth needs like alone time while he's sleeping so I can curse in his sleep. <laughs> yep. And Scott yeah. rambles devilish incantations the entire night. Start levitating. Muck, muckwort runs off, catches rats, and likes to throw them inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like playing cornhole. Right. <laughs> From across the room. I don't know why. The first <laughs> thing that came to mind was uh, uh Red Alert 2, Yuri's Revenge, the grinders. Yes. Oh. All right, so you're anyway. gonna head back to the Flower of the Dawn. The library. If, uh, Solus yes. is gonna help up and help is gonna head up to the rockfish. Or you can go to sleep, and I'm not your mom. Uh, sure. Yeah, I will go to the rockfish. I'll right, catch up you... with you later. You can let yourself Thank in you. and do whatever you need to do. Thank you. It's been a very long day for me. Yes, I understand. I'll uh, catch up with you later. I have to go. Wait, uh, where are you going? By the way. If you do not mind me asking. I'm going to ask Vandy if she has seen Brelda at all. Sometimes she comes to the side of town to pray every now and again, but I don't know. I don't know who else to ask. I've already tried to talk to Osif, but he is very obviously busy with Hattie. She is in town, evidently. Her crow is sitting on the stoop outside of his manor, so I can't talk to him about it. Billiam is busy. And as Morgan just went home, Yin saw her head towards the library, so I am going towards the library. But that was several hours ago. Did you see her there? I, I, I did not. Uh, perhaps, would you like me to come with you? I mean, sure, if you have nothing else to do. Besides going to sleep, I do not. Yeah, it's up to you. Sure, I would appreciate I will com- the help. I will come with you. Yes, absolutely. All right. Go back into the Dawnflower Library. The third time somebody is talking to Vandy tonight. She's having a busy night. All right, so as you make your way up to the Dawnflower Library, you're about probably ten paces from the door. And it opens. And out walks Brelda. Oh. Thank you, Vale. 
she does not look at you. She is looking at the ground and she looks like she's been crying. Her face looks drawn. She looks exhausted. Brother? Joseph. Joseph. I I fear the worst. I've been here lighting candles and praying for you. This is yesterday afternoon when you didn't come back. What happened? Oh, we had a a, uh, overnight stay at the Godlight, unfortunately. Last you told me, you told me you didn't know if I needed to be scared that there were things coming from us. I thought they'd come for you. I was so scared I'd lost you. Like Lasta. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. No, we're, we're, I am safe. For now, at least. I'm, I am back in the town. But no, the, the gauntlet is definitely still dangerous and, and, and poses many threats as, as evidenced by uh, the passing of Tovin. I'd I'd ask Whirlywind if she'd see, seen you. She was supposed to be watching for you. I don't, I don't know if if she did, but I'm sorry. I told her about the the things, the the shapeshifters. I was so scared. I didn't I didn't know who to talk to. I, I told Whirlywind I'm so sorry. Wait, you did what? I I told Whirlywind what you told me. Thought that. Maybe they had taken you to watch. Watch for people that didn't seem right. I'm sorry. Wait, what, you oh, wait, what did you tell her exactly? Precisely what did you tell her? I mean, uh, the, the, the only thing I said was that they were faceless stalkers because I didn't want Brother to worry. They, they, they could, the shapeshifters, and she didn't know if I needed to be worried, didn't know if there were more, but how would you know? How would anyone know if they can look like everyone? Did anyone know that the one that Dovin killed was wasn't wasn't the person that they thought he was? How do you know? How how can you expect people to feel safe when they can't even trust trust their neighbors? How do I know you're not one? You disappear for two days and you come back. Maybe you're one of them. She got me. Shit. You just leave and jack a shat for two days expecting to <laughs> <laughs> You don't even call. It's just jacking the shat in the Ibbenwood, you know. <laughs> it's like a walkabout. Listen, I, I understand your concern, but I also am not a diplomat and do not know how to handle these situations the best at times. I... I have no idea how to navigate. And he's trying to like pull her away from whoever else might be hearing. He's like, I have no idea how to navigate these social complexities that come with uh, the uh, the uh, addition of shape-shifting faceless stalkers who can assume your identity in any moment. So, no, you have no idea that I'm not one, except to take my word for it. But I'm not. We stayed out in the gauntlet for an extra period of time because Tovin has passed. He, he finally passed his bar exam. That's so nice. I know he'd been studying really hard. And uh, is he going to be a lawyer now? <laughs> yep. He went off to the big lawyering school in Absalom where he has all of the space to lawyer all day. Please tell me he didn't go to Cooley. Please tell me he didn't waste his money and go to Cooley. No, no. 
is going to Dartmouth for some reason. Okay, well, that's I think he's going to DeVry. <laughs> it's also not the, the University of the Phoenix. <laughs> Joseph will quietly yeah. take that insult. <laughs> I graduated from the University of the Phoenix. You say he's passed. What? Did he die? Did he? Did he? No, he passed a kidney stone. Yes, he died. Listen here, I, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need this. I don't deserve this treatment. I don't deserve this. No, to- Tovin has perished. He has fallen. He is not coming back. Well, well, it could have been you. Yosef thinks about being stabbed in the skull by a knight of last wall. I, and he gets a raging be- erection. I do not believe it would have been Yosef. <laughs> Me neither. Well, to be fair, I'm very fast. That's good. Well, I've left a mess at the at the end. I I need to go clean it up now that thanks be to Torag, you you returned. Yes. Yes, I, I I am okay. You should just go home and go to bed. What are you about the things in the, the bar in the morning? Okay. You you walk with me? Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll all... I don't want to be alone at night anymore. We'll all go back with you. So you all walk home, skipping and whistling the whole way, because it's just been a great day for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Before we begin the day anew, everyone does their daily preparations. You figure out where you're going next. I'm going to sleep. Talk to these losers enough. Yep. Same. All right. We're going to fast forward to the morning. Yeah. yeah. All right. The three of you that sleep at the Rowdy Rockfish, especially uh, Christian and Raymond, who have been conspicuously absent from this entire episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's... <laughs> I'm quite used oh, to good. it. I was, I was absent on almost every episode for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Always in our hearts, Bill's Christian. A, Bill's a simple man. He doesn't, he doesn't need much. In my heart. It's the morning. You smell nice crispy bacon, eggs, some field greens, toast. It's a spread. You know, Brelda is very happy that Yosef made it back. And she shows her love with food, honestly. She's like a, she's like a southern grandma. Eat up. Praise the Lord. Pass the gravy. All right. Uh, assuming uh, Solus gets up earlier than Asmordrin, he's going to walk down the hall and uh, knock on Asmordrin's door. What? You what? can hear, you can what? hear his tummy screaming, fuck, 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 fuck. What? Please do not be in any rush, but... Breakfast is waiting. Uh, it really will be something. Please make your way down there as soon as you can. Oh, yes. Oh, breakfast. I do. I could go for some breakfast. I hope she's cooking rats. I mean, not Yosef. Billy, I just, uh, I, no, 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 no. Go- <laughs> no Yosef will be cooking and Billiam will be there as well. I will be there. Please make your way down there. And you'll be there? <laughs> and we'll you'll all be there. there. And you were there. And you were, you were there. there. And you were there. I will put on something. 
my 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 best dressing gown and go downstairs for breakfast. <laughs> Little mugwort so and dressing gown. I, you know, so I, I I have to ask a question for continuity, just because it's bothering me and my brain won't let it go. Do you have a hole cut in all of your shirts, or do you just wear a crop top, or do you hide it? He wears oh, a no, pregnancy gown. Would would never hide it. It would just chew through anything. So it's so it's top? usually probably a crop top. Hell he wears a yeah. hospital gown backwards. No, I picture he yeah. goes with a lot of like just open vests. Yeah, he wears a like a, a, a Homer Simpson styled <laughs> muumu. Like, just, just drapes over. It's a halter top, yeah. just barely covering his nipples for the sensor's yeah. sake. <laughs> oh, really? Really? For the sensor's sake? We have a gaping maw of a stomach, but we're going to cover the nipples. <laughs> Thanks, FCC. <laughs> it's an Audi, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's way Audi. Yes, an Audi. As Mordred has an Audi. <laughs> it's just the tummy mouth. The tongue is sticking straight out. Why, why do we have to walk everywhere if he has an Audi? Oh, oh nice. Oh, that's really Christian. good. Nice. Cover hey, up. Your father is showing. Because that's it's really uh, fucking funny. Because it's an Audi. It's in the shop for electrical problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my. god God, these jokes could apply for an AARP membership. <laughs> Fuck you, Zoomer. What's that? I can't hear over the sound of your knees cracking. Uh, you were the one that said a couple episodes <laughs> how much noise your knees make when you crouch, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's when I crouch. <laughs> you broke your leg running. I did. I did. <laughs> okay, girls, you're both years. pretty. No, we're not. I'm fucking gorgeous. Look at me. Not you, <laughs> not you, listeners. You can't. The rest of you, look at me. <laughs> I will go downstairs. Who is down there already? Billiam is walking in the door now. No! Bill's hungry! <laughs> Bill you know, already ate breakfast. Was already down there. Bill already ate breakfast. He has like a breakfast burrito that he's finishing, and he's like, oh, breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Izzo's illegal burrito. Yep, exactly. They don't know what that He's is. Like, Ooh, second breakfast. I can, ima- I can imagine that. Yeah, exactly. All about second breakfast. It's eleven cs Afternoon tea. And Bill goes dinner. Supper. Where is everybody? Who's down here? I guess uh, just it's, it's Yosef, everyone but right? you now. Well, no, because no, Mordrin and Yosef are as Mordrin, from upstairs. As Mordrin is walking down, Solus is at the foot of the stairs, looking awkward. Yosef is, I imagine, in the kitchen trying to help Brelda because yeah. realizes that she's cooking 14 pounds of bacon for breakfast. That's too many pounds. That's no, too many that's pounds. A lot of pounds. That says you. He's got a tummy mouth to feed. Yeah, I'm eating for two. <laughs> Bill's ready. Bill sits down. What's the plan, guys? After we eat, obviously. Actually, yes. I, I was going to ask that too. I I do need to prepare a little bit in advance, and if I, I'd had an idea of what we might be doing, it would be very helpful. Well, uh, the first question is: Are we going back to the Gauntlet today? I mean, I would assume so. Sure. I I would also like to let everyone know that Hattie is in town and has been with the mayor, making him indisposed since she has arrived. So, uh, just. Thought I'd let everyone know. What does Still? what what does that mean? What do you mean by that? I don't know. I mean that I, apparently, ever since she showed up, that the mayor has been with her for over a day now and is not taking any visitors or anything like that, and wishes to not be disturbed. Well, so was that was there a sock on the doorknob? No, no, I don't think it has anything to do with fucking. 
Oh. I don't know what that I don't I do not know what that means, but perhaps we should uh perhaps we should try to uh speak with Hattie so that she does not think that uh we've abandoned her. Well, I mean I tried, uh, and I was told to go away. So maybe if we all showed up and demanded a presence with Osef and they at least let him know that all of us were there, maybe maybe then we could get some kind of audience with him and Hattie at the same time. Because I believe before we go to the gauntlet, and it may be in our best interest to, you know, talk with Osef about the Faceless Stalkers, because I don't believe we have yet. And if we have, I feel like we may be approaching this the wrong way. But I definitely have uh, some supplies I'd love to pick up in town before we, we head back. It doesn't have to be immediate heading back to the gauntlet. It's not going to go anywhere. True. I just really hope whatever that thing was from the graveyard does not come back. If it does, better that we are here than there. True. Well, why don't we go to Osif, try and talk to him, pick up supplies, and then head back? I'm good. That sounds sure. good. Sure. And uh, I, I actually, in, in fact, I would like to do uh, something with these striking runes that we've managed to pick up. Yeah, That'd actually like be to pretty good. Offload a, a bunch of this shit. Yeah, we have a number of these. I, I think we have. Uh, two or three bulks of books we could give to Morlebunt. I'll have to check the, uh, the loot that we have. You have one striking rune. You still have a fear gem as well as a talisman yes. can be added. Yes. I have, I think I have and a that. ton of like just crap to sell. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much like stuff you found I want to get rid of. Jewels and stuff that can be converted directly to loot and... Probably not compelling show stuff. Uh, selling yeah. It's all really the loot. good content. Are you kidding yeah, right? me? A shopping episode? <laughs> we can haggle. We can go. Yeah, come on. All right. What we can do is you can go talk to the farrier, and he can help you with getting uh, runes and stuff, and you guys just decide off air, and we will talk about what you get after the downtime it requires to install and all that crap. But remember, it takes a full day to add a rune to a weapon. So whoever is buying a striking rune and getting a striking rune added, they are going to have to surrender the weapon it's getting added to for a full day. That being said, you could just take a day of downtime. Get a little uh, Did we find a striking rune Jackson on a, a rune stone? Yes. I believe that's only 10 minutes. If it's on a rune stone. Let's find out. Verify that if you would. I also have a plus one slick armor rune. I forget what that does. I think it just makes it harder to grapple you. Well, no, it's not a plus one slick armor rune. It's just a slick armor rune. A plus one potency rune is different than, yeah. Okay. Slightly different. All right, hold on. I'm grabbing the etching process. I'll help fill dead air. So, Yosef, so Morlocks, a long time ago, when humans went below ground, they ended up kind of living there for a really long time, and they developed more heightened senses of sight, and and they became more primitive. And really, that's kind of how you got Morlocks, but that's what's supposed to have happened like thousands of years ago. What? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, as Mor- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, as I do not believe in evolution. <laughs> Did you just make up words as all of us? All of words are made up, William. <laughs> this is why I never learned to read. It's all stupid. Yesterday, down in the gauntlet, we were talking about it, and Solis said, Not now. 
No, no, no. As Mordrin, all species have been as they have been always since eternity. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> it sounds true. You know? Well, I don't know enough about it to disagree with him. So it is now <laughs> fact. You're trying to tell me that a bird can just become a fucking whale? Get out of here, Asmordrin. It's not a complicated spell. I mean, okay, it is a complicated spell, but it can be done. It's very simple. I heard when a mommy bird and a daddy whale love each other. <laughs> love each other. <laughs> oh, man. They lay, so, they lay a sea egg. Runes. A tra- it's still considered a transfer. It transfers from the stone to the weapon. It still takes a full day to do the crafting process. Nice. Who do I want to give that to? Get an extra damage die. You I'm can guessing also the buy some too. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Is are you already on a plus one weapon? Your Halandra's a plus one weapon. Yeah, and my retribution axe is a plus yeah, one that's weapon. That's a plus one weapon. No, no, it's not. So, no, it's not. No, it's not. My retribution axe is not a plus one weapon, so I could add it to that. Although it does already have a. Well, no, you could still add it to a plus one oh, weapon. Wait. I'm just saying, which one do you want to add it to? Well, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Well, it's my retribution axe says this: the blade of this plus one great yeah. axe. But yeah, it's a I plus don't. One. It doesn't say plus one in my thing, which is fine. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a. It's already added on there. Yeah. Um, it's in the balance. Let's add it to the Retribution X. Okay, well, I don't know how much money you guys have. You could buy another one and then have it done, but you have to drop off the weapon. So, like, if you want to do that, and then the Blade Ally weapon, Solus could do the thing to put the Blade Ally on Lucy for the day and leave the weapon. That is, if you were going to buy a striking room. We'll figure it out. Um, if you're going to do it, just tell me now so that you're down a weapon, or you can just take a day of downtime. You ain't gonna die. Nothing's gonna happen, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't yeah. believe you. My longsword is already a plus one, so I'm not going but to. But striking is different. Striking gives you another damage die. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, no, oh. we, we need, we need you striking. You need striking yeah. runes, yeah. like, bad, yeah. guys. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, okay, in that case, uh, yeah, then I think I'm going to give my, uh, my plus one longsword. The, you got uh, money for this? Striking rune, I think, is 65 gold, right? Yeah, we have plenty. We have plenty of liquid cash. Uh, we have 194 gold, just liquid. I also want to sell some stuff that I have. Okay, so do we? Do you, all of you want to go ahead and get your weapons etched? Because you could afford all of you to get a striking rune, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we should be without like, weapons. For- so I have a question. How do I put a, a, a striking rune that manifests in and out of my body? <laughs> put it like on your wrist. Oh, you can. Your wrist, um, like ben 10. I'll just say you can do it. I don't care. I don't want to think All about right, that cool. too much. I don't think about that too hard, but you just don't have a weapon that time. All right. So, okay. like I said, you could do a day of downtime and we could just hand wave the next day of you just kind of chilling, right? Sure. That's fine with me. And we can cut all this out and say, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you guys just say, yeah, we'll take a whole day of downtime and get our weapons handled. Yeah, because I have stuff to sell too. And there's a couple formulas I want to pick up for alchemical bombs and things. So cool. So we are going to hand wave, uh, hand wave the shopping and we're going to hand wave the crafting. We're going to say that this day that you're starting right now is going to be considered a day of downtime as far as adventuring is concerned. But you guys can go and talk to stuff. And next time that we get together to record, we'll talk about what you guys did with your money. Yeah. Real quick. All right. Wow.
And you guys have, you know, a week and a half to figure that out with me because Raymond's screwing up the recording schedule. Hey, God Alex damn it, screwed Raymond. up the recording schedule. Our boss screwed up the recording God schedule. God damn it, Alex. Alex. Our boss. I thought you found a different True. job. True. Not yet. You're working no. out, though. He's just I looking really out. hard. Okay. That's right. Pepper Dash <laughs> management. Raymond's <laughs> on his way out. Yeah, they don't <laughs> even know yet. Cut. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. They're going to be so. fucked. They're going to be like, we can't send Raymond everywhere and have him do whatever the fuck we want. Awesome. Continue. <laughs> so He's you guys, I guess, are going to go check out the farrier whose name I never gave for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. That's going to what? do your weapon thing. Unless you could just what go like... Buying? You could what are you go selling? Like Big Dick Energy, uh, Carmen Rajani, and be like, "Fix our shit, bitch." And then right. leave. I don't trust that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no I'm not getting uh, anything. No, he no may way. like piss on my weapon or something. Yeah, yeah. right. And that that goes in your body. Then you have Carmen piss <laughs> yeah. in your body. This is <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He knows room, what he's right? doing. That's a crime. Okay, it is. It is. Okay, so you guys are gonna go talk to the farrier. Let's make a name for the farrier right now. Peter. All right, better than Phil. All right. It, this feels like that bit from Family Guy when Adam West shoots the fucking bag full of cats with a crossbow. He's like, come here, Sprinkles. Come here, Twinkles. Paul. You can't name was, a cat Paul. I was yeah, actually going to name him Paul. What a stupid name, Paul. I was yeah, going to name him Paul. Would be. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> stupid yeah. name like Paul. Like, yeah, honestly, be, who yeah. names anybody, any, especially for a middle name? Yeah, imagine that. Like, who be, the fuck waste uh, their time in the middle crazy, of a right? name saying Paul? That'd be wild. Ridiculous. Be so insane. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fuck yeah. you, Micah. <laughs> Moving on. I love you, Micah. Parker. The farrier's name is Parker. Parker. <laughs> oh my god. Dude's got a dude's got a I backwards hat on and fairy and tale some, names, DM. He's got those Why glasses. Why can't you get me some finger flips and Aowins or whatever? But no, we've got <laughs> Phil. We've got fucking Dilly. <laughs> and we've got Always a strong family name. Fuck you. And Kyle. But that was yeah, me. Kyle. I did that. That yeah. was named by his father, Picka. <laughs> Picka Dilly. No, Picka Dilly. I hate you. Like, Shut up. Picka Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was Picka Parker. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Fuck? We've got Kyle. We've got Parker. It's a bunch of freaking Zoomers with broccoli cuts running around Otari. <laughs> 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 broccoli cuts i've never heard that term for that haircut but i know exactly what it the is fuck so you're talking perfect, about isn't it yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah broccoli cut that's what i'm calling it from now on oh my god anyway all right we're so hand wave you're at osip's house stecken's at the door after you leave the farriers which you had to get permission from stecken to go there i'm sure but anyway proceed uh, I will have Billiam raise me on his palm up to the door and then I will use the knocky thing on it. <laughs> like so. <laughs> just do shaving a haircut. Stecken comes to the door. Oh, Yosef, I, I did tell Master Osef that you did come last night. He was going to send for you this morning, but you are quite the early riser, are you not? Uh, yes. Uh, we have already set aside some of our business for today. And more importantly, we find it very, very necessary to talk to the mayor and Hattie immediately. Oh, if she is still I, here, that is. Hattie has yeah. left. She, uh, she left uh, in the very wee hours this morning. Hmm. Okay. Walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing a pair of Osa's boxers. 
Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Hattie, Hattie left quite early this morning. She stank of her mouth. Anyway, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No, you're not. I'm not. You're right. Oh, yes, I, I will bring you to. I will bring you to uh, Master Osif presently. Thank you. Walk in the door, down the hallway, make the right turn into the study, and Osif is there. He is doing his normal morning work, how he separates business in the afternoon and city duties in the morning. He's going through a list of compiled reports from the city watch. He looks very disheveled, very tired, and... uh, Looks like he's aged several years since the last time you've seen him. In the past couple days? Yes. He, he looks rough. Good morning, Osif. You are alive? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a factual thing about you? Barely alive. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I am, oh, I'm sure, a sight. It's very, very an unexpected visit. Oh, no, I, I saw the familiar outside last night. I know who it was. Yes, Hattie. Haven't seen her in seven years now. You know what? It's been closer to eight, actually. I was wondering what was going on that was taking up so much of your time the other day. Also wanted to let you know that we didn't die, even though we didn't come back for the night. Um, however, we wanted to let you know, first of all, that Tovin has... Best. Yes, Hattie told me as much. Ah, I understand. You also need to be made aware of another problem that the town is having, on top of everything else, which I know you're going to be excited to hear. He tents his fingers and just kind of puts his index finger against his head and kind of leans down. That action that Trevor is doing is called steepling your fingers. There you go, steepling. Look at all the people. Yes, yes, yes. Like Angela Merkel. <laughs> yes, she is doing a total Angela Merkel on his fork. No, Angela Merkel does it upside down. She does oh, it yeah, like this. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does um, a Neo Tribeam, like Tian yeah. Han. Kikoho. Yes, uh, what, what could it be now? Well, I do believe that the way that we're approaching this face the stalker problem may be ill-advised. For a matter of the person that I am living with is aware of the situation and became frightened of my disappearance and is now talking to other people. Precisely why I told you not to tell anyone. If we have no way believe. if we have no way to prove who is who they say they are. It only breeds panic and paranoia. That may have I been believe the only one. it is better to let the public know. Keeping this from them doesn't help anybody either. Uh, I strongly disagree. Keeping this from them prevents them from turning on each other. Well, people are on a hair trigger with what's going on with the gauntlet as it is. Don't need to give them another reason to snap. What were you and Hattie talking about for so long? It doesn't concern you at all. I say that with sincerity, not because I'm trying to hide something. It is a personal dealing between her and I. Unfortunately, it's not dealt with yet, but I, I hope to have it out of my mind soon enough. Well, regardless then, 
Tobin is gone, and I feel a certain way. I know originally I was saying that it was going to breed panic, but I don't know. I wish that we knew some way or another we had some kind of information to figure out whether somebody was or was not a faceless stalker. I don't even know how many there could be. I I did put in the order for shrink scrolls for Absalom. They should be here in three or four days' time. But who knows what sort of damage they could render upon the town in that amount of time. Well, until then, I guess we can try to do our best to do damage control on this potential information leak. But if there's nothing else to be gathered here, I was hoping that Patty would still be here. No, she headed back up to her cottage in the Eminwood. I'm sure she'd be happy to see you. Share my own misfortune, I'm sure it gives her delight. Okay, well, with that, I'll leave you be for your morning routine. We have some shopping and errands to run, but thought it'd be good to speak to you, but you seem to be overwhelmed. Yes, I I apologize. I mean not to take it out on you, but between the events of the past couple days and my uh, exceptional lack of sleep over the past, uh, the past two, uh, I'm not in a position to think on this even-headedly, obviously, and I apologize for taking it out on you by being so curt, but please, if you will, can we, can we address this perhaps tomorrow or another day? Uh, hopefully I will have had time to ruminate on the subject. And of course. a bit more sleep. That would be good. As you guys begin to take your leave, you hear the pitter-patter, pit-pat, 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 pit-pat. The little girl. Oh, God. You recognize Doriana sticking her head oh, into no. the room. Daddy, it's your friends again. Oh, look, it's a little human girl. How cute. I uh, pay no mind as Mordrin. Just keep away. Don't look in her eyes. Oh, he looks at Sola. She looks at Solas. It's okay. He wanted it. That's, he told you to do it. It's okay. I, I believe it would be best if we would all leave now. <laughs> Okay, goodbye. And he looks over at Asmordrin. Oh, no, you. you. I like your silly tummy. I like it. Oh, you're so does cute. It, I love does it have a name? Does it have a name? <laughs> you know that he called a Bilipus. He did. He know he still looks for you. He's still looking for you ever since you left. He's still looking for you. He's, he's still looking for you. Hmm, interesting. Like I it said, now, we should go. It is now time for everyone to leave right now, please. Oh, but wait, one, one, quest, one question for the, the mayor. I, the, where do we turn in requisition forms? I have some stuff that I need. Now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I got all these boards Chuck and Daddy, wheels Daddy, and he stuff. Wants a cart. He wants a cart. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, she's very good at this. <laughs> We're gonna walk out, shut the door behind us, and sit in that weird silence for a second. And I'm gonna turn and look at Billy and be like, "How come she never says any weird shit about you?" I don't know. Maybe because I wear it all on my sleeve, you know. <laughs> as Solus is like ushering us out, I'm like, "Have you ever been to the gauntlet, little girl?" Because <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, stop. What? I just think she's really good at this stuff. Maybe we just walk her through. She could tell us some things. Yeah, right. I would prefer that she didn't. 
still need to get a bunch of boards and spikes and nails and brackets. And we need all kinds of stuff. Brackets? I'm not Are telling you, you God. Me? You're just going to use it against me. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have to make sure that those things can uh, make their way in on the trade route that passes through Otari. Plugging the trade chapter that we did on uh, Creator's Corner. <laughs> so after that absolutely interesting interaction that you had this morning with Doriana yet again, who never, never disappoints in sharing the weirdest shit with you. So what's with that little girl? What the, what's going on with her? I, I don't know. She knows things for some does, reason. Does she know things or is something telling her things? I don't know. She knows things about people she should not know. Well, exactly. And we're dealing... Listen, we're dealing with an ancient malevolent spirit that has been inhabiting these lands for hundreds of years. It's actually kind of an important thing we might want to investigate if a small girl is being given information that is impossible for her to know. Is it because she was born with a gift or is something reaching out to her? All else being equal, I would prefer not to involve a small girl in our dealings in the gauntlet. She also, might already be, be exceptionally difficult. I mean, I understand what you're saying. However, to add another layer on top of bringing a child into a dangerous environment, that child also happens to be the mayor's daughter. Oh, she looks like a little scamp. She'd probably run off at the first drop of a hat. We should trick her outside, lure her to the gauntlet. <laughs> what are we, human trafficking? <laughs> The uh, the tummy mouth starts chanting, <laughs> free candy, free candy, free candy. You know what Bill- I could do? Go go ahead, Solus, and then I'll tell you my good idea. Billiam, you have a daughter. Surely That's you That's what I have- gotta say. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Billiam, you have a daughter. Love Billiam. Surely, you, you, surely <laughs> you would have no plans of bringing uh, another man's daughter to the gauntlet. Oh, I thought this was going to include some elaborate scheme to set up a weird play date. That's what I was, was going to say. That was the very thing. We should set up just a, just just a, just a play, play date. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll set up a play date and then we'll pick her brain. <laughs> yeah, we'll have your daughter go in and try to like figure out like weird yeah. information. We'll, we'll we'll ask specific questions. Yeah, I don't think my daughter likes like, me like very a child much. psychologist. <laughs> yeah, okay, right? who in the, who in the Discord is going to be Billiam's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> if you had a Patreon here, you could be. Billiam's yeah, you get to be Billiam's daughter. <laughs> Billiam's daughter doesn't like her very much because he constantly forgets her name. <laughs> yeah, like whatever her name is. Yep, um, no it's Raju. Raju, thank you. Kaz sure. is my son's name, right? Sure, yeah. fine, whatever. Yeah, Kaz and Razu. Well, I think that's an excellent idea, William. I think yeah. we should consider it. No part of this is an excellent idea. <laughs> Listen, it looks like we all have our own things to do and or some time to kill today. Perhaps we shouldn't go into the gauntlet and get these errands out of the way and put this episode to, to sleep. <laughs> What a weird way of putting that, Yosef, but I agree. <laughs> Perhaps just for a day. Yes, I believe you are correct. You notice something a little bit different in the market as you make your way back into town. A cart you don't recognize. It's loaded up with interesting trinkets and curiosities. You assume it was under a tarp that's now laying 
on the ground in the square. And a man wearing very utilitarian, simple clothes snaps his fingers, and the tarp becomes a yurt of sorts. Just pops into being from the, the sheet. And as it pops into being, you can see an insignia and writing on the side. It says, Free Clinic. And you see a symbol of the Cosmic Caravan. And we'll see you next week. What? Also, as Morgan, look how easy it is to store your own shop. You just pop it up right there in the middle of the ground. Yeah, come on, just like <laughs> stick a tent right there yeah. in the middle of the town square. What's all of this bullshit about requisitions and wasting our time? Look how handy this. a cart is. Look, they carried all of this stuff <laughs> in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got us there. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>